All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Kente Corner, your favorite casual Hoya podcast. And I'm your host, Bobby Bancroft. And today we have a very special edition of Kente Corner. I am joined by men's soccer coach, Brian Weiss. Brian has been a friend of the pod. And what an incredible opportunity we have to talk to Brian as he is literally on the road to the College Cup in basketball. We always talk about the road to the Final Four. Coach Weiss right now is literally with the Georgetown Hoyas on the road to the College Cup looking for their second national championship in Georgetown history. Brian, first of all, I want to say thanks so much for joining us. And how the hell are you? And what can you tell me about your trip right now? I assume there is a police escort driving you guys down. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on again, Bobby. It's always good chatting with you. Uh, we, no, no, no. We're, we're not that high profile. We're, there's, no, there's no sort of chartered flights or police escorts yet. Um, <laughs> just the standard uh, packed bus, right, with the guys heading down. We're getting uh, subs, right, for the guys to eat. And, uh, you know, we're... we're putting together the weekend to um, you know, prep for the game on Friday night. So we got we got the training today when we get down to North Carolina and, and uh, lots of food and meetings uh, before this game happens. So it's, it's kind of a hurry up and wait kind of thing for us right now, waiting for, uh, for Friday night. Okay, so let me just reset the scene for all of the casual listeners. That's capital C and little c. Um, Georgetown, you guys this year are 19-2 currently, obviously going to the College Cup. For the second time in the last three tournaments, the third time since you've been there, finalist in 2012, winners in 2019, and you're going back this year. This year, you guys have won the Big East regular season, the Big East tournament, and you've won your first three games in this year's um, NCAA tournament. Now, let me just tell you real quick, and let me see if you looked at this anywhere near the way I did when the bracket came out. Mm. Okay, the bracket comes out, and you guys are the three seed. You don't know who you're playing at first, but you know it's the winner of Charlotte, Georgia State. I, as a fan, was able to look ahead, okay? And I saw what I thought was a really tough bracket. I like looking at brackets. It's so much fun. You've got Providence sitting there who, you know, you guys just played in the Big East tournament, um, had actually given you one of your L's this season. And then Marshall, the defending national champions, who knocked you guys out in a very competitive, close quarterfinal matchup in last uh, I shouldn't say last year's tournament, but the the last tournament. Did you look at the bracket at all like that? Because I thought it was a pretty difficult bracket. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you, you feel like you pissed somebody off in the NCAA, right, on that committee. <laughs> um, the, you know, I, I think I think when you look at brackets, you know, it's it's um, you're you're already sort of projecting as a coach, right? Like it, it is there is real this reality to not looking ahead, um, yeah. but there's prag- pragmatism too looking ahead. Like you really do have to think and, and plan ahead on, on everything you're doing as well. And you just have to, you just have to really um, sort of uh, take the emotion and, and bias out of things when you're doing that. That's all right. But you do look ahead and you say, all right, well, we have a home game against either Georgia state or, or Charlotte. And uh, you don't know much about them. So you got to do a ton of work um, uh, prepping for them, and then and then you do you do sort of look ahead uh, into well what happens if you win, how much you know about the other two teams, do you need to do research on things, do you have to plan on things, and, and so you know the, the guys are in the uh, in the selection room there, right? It's just they're 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 doing their bracket reveal, and uh, you know we come up as a three seed as you say, right? And everybody's okay, that's good, yeah, we're happy with that. A top four seed in, in soccer is. The equivalent of a number one seed in basketball, right? Where you're you're sort yeah. of the, the, the top seed for your your 
quarter of the bracket. And uh, and importantly for soccer, it means you're playing at home in those games, right? So it means that you have home field advantage to the College Cup, um, which is hugely critical, right? And 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 going on a run, you want to play as many games as home. So so that 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 three seat pops up, and I think we're we're all you know happy with that as any. And um, and then uh, and then the next thing pops up, and it's Marshall, who's um, that, you know, as you say, defending national champs from the spring season and and at beating us in the quarterfinals, um, lead eight games in, in the spring and were are hard, right? They're old, they're all four, and they're all 26 years old. Um, yeah. And then Providence, who not, not you know didn't give us one of our losses, they they, they crushed us on one of our like we lost three nothing up there against them and um, and squeaked through a, a, a overtime win in the Big East final. What? Two weeks before, not even from the selection show, literally the day before, right? We're we're watching. Yeah. That. So, <laughs> you know, I think uh, I think it might have been Dante, Big Dante Povara. You know, the room kind of goes quiet a little bit. Just looking at Dante's like, so if we win, that means we're playing Providence or Marshall. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those like oh man, right? Like, but you know, but the, the, the guys quickly figure. You know, it's 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 the NCAA tournament. All the games are hard. And all the games are their own challenges, and uh, but uh, you know they 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 came through it awfully well. You know we we played some really fun games in the in the, in the, in the NCAA run so far. Can we just go back to the last game? Okay, mm. just an incredible you know an incredible environment at Shaw. I wasn't able to be there, yeah. but I was able to watch a lot of it. And for those that don't know, you guys obviously, I mean, to get a three seed, you've had a great season. But you guys are you know sixteen and zero when you score the first goal. Okay, and you're playing old Big East rival West Virginia, you go down. Okay, mm. and you know the nerves. The nerves are there. I think. I think I aged a little bit. I can only imagine how much how much time that that last game put on you. But you know what? You, you know, for me on the outside looking in, it, it just seems like this, that the the result you got against West Virginia. You know, scoring a PK, winning mm. in PKs. A casual Hoya, we like to talk a lot about, you know, Georgetown being a soccer school. I know I've talked to you about it, you know, the idea of just how great, the, the, you know, your men's program and the women's program has been. How much of a, of a positive result, you know, was the last game, like the belief of the program that you guys are one of the big dogs in men's soccer? The, you know, how much was that win a testament to the program that you guys have built? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that the the... The experience you have um, and the expectation to to to, to be successful is, is real, and and I think there's there's a, there is an inherent latent confidence in the guys yeah. that they can handle situations and and that they if they do things right they'll be able to win games against whoever right there's there's not a there's not a, a sense of boy we have to be lucky to do this it's, it's a sense of we just have to be you know who we are and 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 play well and we'll we'll find a way right that that's the that is the, the the sentiment in general, which is a really nice thing. That, that's sort of built up over a lot of time. It's a, it's a, it's I think a you just said that much better than I try to describe it. So thank you. <laughs> well, it, but you know, it, it's it's um, when you do get to those those moments where you are down um, late, which which we were in 2019 in that same game in the Elite Eight to to, to University of Washington. We were down late, one nothing, and that that group did the exact same thing. They found a way through, came back, and you know, never panicked, and all those things. Nice traits that that you know good teams you feel should have, which is the ability to, 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 to not panic when things aren't perfect. Right. And, um, you know, I think, I think this team did that really, really well. And, 
you know, and having said that, um, that West Virginia team was a fantastic team. It was a really hard game. It was a great game, right? And 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 the the crowd was the biggest crowd I think in the history of Shaw Field, right? Yeah. And that site, it was an incredible crowd. It was over three thousand. Oh, so it was, and and they were engaged, and there's West Virginia fans going crazy, and it was just a wonderful uh, environment. But but sometimes when you play in in those sort of those those electric kind of events with, with a crowd that's really got you a little bit more juice to the game and the players. And, and then some of you're going to penalty kicks. It's interesting to see, you know, does that tighten, tighten players up or is that, or, or do they thrive in that environment, right? Going to penalty kicks, you know, are our guys going to be nervous about losing, you know, when they should win, or are they going to just do what they do well? And, and I was really proud of the guys with, with their, their, their resiliency and perseverance in that kind of setting, right? Where they didn't, they didn't play tight. I thought they played really well, played really loose and uh, executed. You know, the penalty kicks were um, so well executed. And, uh, and then, you know, Giannis is, you know, for, the, for, for those, for those people who didn't see it, I mean, Giannis is, uh, Nicobolidis, who was in goals, um, faced the first kicker and uh, saved the, the penalty and the, the the referee called it back for him moving off the line early, um, which when you watch back, you're like, I don't really know if that's like, that was a really good call. I don't think it was. It wasn't, it was hard... it wasn't so egregious, yeah. Yeah, it really wasn't something you would ever call, right? But they called it, and um, and you could argue maybe it wasn't even a, a violation in the, in, the, in the first place on it. But, um, you know, Giannis just handled that so well. And then he saved it again. He saved the same guy again. So he saved it twice. And, you know, it was a um, – we had made the first penalty, and he did this sort of double save on the same poor kid from West Virginia. And, boy, you, you, you want to talk about a soul-crushing moment for your opponents, right? I think I think our entire team, every all the, all, all ten kickers, our bench, you know, some capacity probably the crowd, all at that moment. This is the first kicker at that moment said, oh, we're, we're going to win this penalty kick shootout. And and on the flip side of it, I think I think you could feel West Virginia's bench and those ten guys saying, um, uh, "Oh no, right? This is, this this might not go how we want it to go." So it was it was a pretty it was a pretty fun moment to to experience. Now, not to get too in the weeds, but as a soccer enthusiast, uh, I know I've mentioned to you in the past, I still play. I'm not going to say how well, but mm-hmm. real quick, you know, I don't get a chance to talk to national championship winning coaches very often. Do you have hard, fast rules on penalties? And you don't have to go too far on it, but real quick, the idea of, you know, during the game, when a player gets fouled, do you like that player to have to then get up and take the penalty? Do you prefer someone else? And then when you get to the shootout, do you always like to go first? Do you always like to go last? What's sort of your strategy? I'm just really interested in the PK PK strategy here. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's the voodoo science, right? No, Nobody right. knows. Nobody really knows, right? How do you do this? Who wins that? Why you do it? And there's a lot of studies and uh, and statistics on it, right? Which over over the run of you know thousands of penalty kick shootouts, uh, you know, there's probably some merit to it. But you know, the 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 in the run of the game, you know, we have two or three guys that that uh, that we trust to take penalties, and we let them figure that out, right? And so, you know, Dante, is, you know, Dante's had a, had a really tough run of penalties where he he was far and away our, our go-to penalty kick taker. If he's on the field, he's taking it. And then I think at some point he was maybe two for six or three for six in the run of plays through this year, which is not a good ratio. Right. <laughs> uh, no. Um, and he really pushed through that really well, you know, and um, 
mentally, that's a hard thing to, to get get through. But you know, Stefan Stojanovic has taken them, um, and and you know, you, you let the guys. As a coach, you you sort of like, well, I, I would like it to be this guy, but I'm not in that. I'm not in his head, right? You have to trust your players to make good decisions on who's in the best place mentally to take the penalty at that critical moment. And um, you know, and sometimes coaches will say, you know, so and so, you should take it, but you know, is that really the best guy to take it uh, at the moment, right? The theory of it may make sense, but the actual reality of, you know, the fact maybe he's cramping or maybe he's he's, he's was called or, or, you know, his girlfriend was, was wanted to break up with him last night or who knows, right? It, 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 these are the things you don't know. Um, and so uh, you, you trust the guys. We do at least. And, and, and people have different philosophies on that. Um, and, you know, for the shootout itself, the, if, if you win the coin toss, you, 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 you always want to shoot first. The, the math of it, the, 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 Thank the, you. the Thank you. probability of it is something like 60% of, Teams that shoot first in in the history of penalty kick shootouts win, right? So that's a that's a, a statistically uh, significant enough difference that that's that's real. So we added to that maybe 61 percent now that we won because we went first <laughs> last time. But um, but you know it, it doesn't doesn't mean you're you know you're 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 in or out of it. It's really the first one to miss is uh, is is in, is in a little bit of trouble in penalties just psychologically. But the the the, the idea is if you make the first penalty shooting first, which, you know, mathematically or statistically you should, uh, if you make it, then there's increased pressure on, on the uh, other team to match. And that pressure weighs on the shooter a little bit more and stuff happens there. Right. I, 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 if you go back to the 2019 um, final uh, for the national championship where we won at penalties, um, we hit uh, seven really great penalties and Virginia hit, hit, uh, uh, they made their first six, so we went we went uh, six for six. We made our seventh. They missed the seventh. But when you really look at the penalties, both our our group and Virginia's group, the first four penalties for us and the first four penalties for them were were, were excellent, right? Yeah. We made our fifth one, and so what did that mean for for Virginia? At that point on, every shooter who stands up, if they they walk up knowing if they miss, they lose. The, right. That the the shootout ends, and their fifth. And then obviously the seventh that we saved, they're, they're, those three penalties for them were not were a little shaky in terms of execution, and I don't think that's a coincidence. Well, hopefully we got all that out of the way, and there will be no no shootouts the rest of the way. You guys <laughs> yeah. will be yeah. well it's ahead. Not, it's, it's not all that fun to to be in. I have to say that. I mean, it's fun when you win them, but during 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 the process, it's uh, you just want to hit fast forward and get through it. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's not fun, really. I mean, honestly, it's probably not fun for anybody. Again, this is a special edition of Kente Corner. We are so lucky to have men's soccer coach Brian Weiss as they are literally getting down to carry to set the stage. The national semifinals, the College Cup, which is what it's called, will be Friday night. Uh, Notre Dame and Clemson is going to be the first game, which actually sounds a little bit like a college football playoff game, uh, American football. That's at 6 o'clock at Wake Med Soccer Park on ESPNU. Georgetown, the three seed, will be playing Washington, the two seed, Following that, roughly around 8.30, depending on if those guys go to penalties and all that kind of stuff. Um, also at Wake Med Soccer Park on ESPNU. The final will be on Sunday at 2, also on ESPNU. Now, Brian, when you go in these tournaments, the longer you go, you, you know, I mean, really, there's there's obviously nowhere to hide in, a, in any sort of a tournament because the best teams keep advancing. But what also seems to happen 
is you kind of see the same teams over again. And, you know, you were, you know, I think at Georgetown a little bit used to seeing, you know, Virginia, uh, maybe, you know, Syracuse. Well, Washington obviously is a team everyone should be familiar with because that's who you guys beat at Shaw field in 2019 to go to the last college cup when you guys won it. So obviously, you know, there's a lot of things that's changed. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of it that's still the same. What can you kind of say about Washington uh, before getting to a little bit of a preview for what you guys have going on? Yeah, no, it's, um, uh, they're, they're just, they're a fantastic team. I think, I think, I, I don't know what the, the numbers are with this, but we, we spent a lot of time at, at number one in the country in the polls through the regular season this year. And when we weren't number one, uh, Washington was typically the other team that was number one. So it, they're a, they're a, um, a really fun team. I'm a little bit of a fan. You know, I got a little, a little, little bit of a, a soccer crush on them as a team when you watch them play. They're really fun and they attack in great numbers. And, um, you know, they, 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 they seem to have a group of guys that really enjoy each other and, and have fun playing, right? Like, you're like, that's a, that looks like a fun team. If I, if I lived in Seattle, I'd buy season tickets to watch them, right? Like, they're just that kind of a team. They're really good. Um, and, uh, you know, their coach is a, is a good friend of mine, uh, Jamie Clark. He and I go way back. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it just I have a ton of respect for for you know how good they are and and uh, you know I, you know, I it, they're they're um, they're they're going to be a team that I think can produce a game with us on 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 Friday that could be one of the more fun games uh, just on the schedule for college soccer over the run of the year. I think our team and if we're playing well and their team if they're playing well will produce just a fantastic. Um, entertaining match to, to watch and a great advertiser for, for college soccer. And then for you guys, you guys have two Mac Herman semifinalists. I think it's out of the last 15. For those that don't necessarily know what that is, basically just think the Heisman or the Wooden. Um, yeah. So, you know, start from there. And then just what what should the, you know, the fans that haven't had a chance to watch a whole lot, um, what can we expect from from you guys, obviously? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, it, it, you know, Dante Polvara and, and Sean Zawoski are two, two of our captains. They're our two center midfielders. Um, you know, our team really um, revolves around what the two of them do for us. Like, they, they're, they're two special players. The two, the two, two best center midfielders I think I've ever had as a coach, um, uh, both maybe individually and collectively. And that says a lot. I mean, I'm not disparaging past players. I think a lot of those guys, <laughs> they talk to some of those guys, are like, yeah, those guys are good. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, but you know, I don't think we make any, any bones about, you know, what, how we're built and, and the importance of those two guys. And, you know, Washington has two, um, Herman Trophy semifinalists as well on their team, their center back and their, and their goal scorer. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a really fun matchup. And, and I think, you know, our ability to solve, they have a very high pressing team, very, very fun in transition. They score goals and, in uh, no time, right? They, they're, they're sort of like the the, uh, the loyal Marymount uh, of whatever that was, right? The the the, the 1990. 1990s, sure. There you go, right? That they just pop down and they shoot three pointers as fast as they can, and they try to make the game 130 to 132, right? And and that's kind of UW, right? They're 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 that feel to them, and we're not, we're not really that way, right? We want the ball. We want to be a little more methodical with, with how we do it. We, we like to, to compress teams really deep in their end. We have no problem transitioning ourselves, but you know, if the game goes really well for us, it's going to be Dante and Sean in the middle of the midfield 
making them uh, chase us around a bit, right? If if we get it right, and and uh, um, but I think both teams are very capable of winning the game in all sorts of different ways. We're good on set pieces. We're good in transition. We can we can play soccer through games, and um, but uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna you know lean very heavily on on Kovara and Zawaski to run the game. You know we're I think we're gonna say we have uh, you know two 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 of the best players in college soccer and we're going to make sure the game plan involves them heavily in this one in particular with how we're, how they're built and how we're built. I think it, it, it allows us to, to try to involve them a lot. And if it's, uh, if it's not good enough, then hats off to, to Washington. Right. And, uh, but, uh, you know, we're going to go with our horses and, and see, see who's, who's better, you know, at the end of the day. So I, I definitely remember watching in 2012. I remember watching in 2019, and I have a great memory, but I unfortunately have a hole here. Did you guys go first or second in uh, in in those years, as far as the semis? Um, we we went first in both of the the, of the other ones. We were that Maryland game, that Maryland semifinal. We went first. Um, Incredible game, yeah. And just yeah, I mean the game was was uh, still probably the best college soccer game I've ever seen or been a part of. Right, it was just an amazing, um, fun game. Four to four penalty four, kick. Four four, yeah. Raging, good, good teams, good players all over the field having fun. And um, but we played first that 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 year, uh, and then Indiana and, and Creighton played after us. And and, uh, uh, and then in '19 we played uh, Stanford in the monsoon, played them first, and then Virginia and, and uh, Wake Forest played after us. So oh, that, that's actually know, a good point. Did you guys bring any any uh, rain gear, or is that not going to be a problem? <laughs> we 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 kind of bring everything, right? Like if you think you need it, you throw it on the bus. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think the weather will be a little better for that regard. I think uh, it'd be hard to be worse about that. Yeah, no, I think I, we, we, we feel pretty good about it being, uh, being okay. So, probably. but anyways, sorry, that, that was kind of the scenic route to my question is in this tournament setting, you know, you guys are, you guys are going at eight thirty. like how much, I, I know like for men's basketball, they'll usually watch a little bit at Madison square and then kind of go back and, do whatever it is that they're going to do. What's what's going to be your your philosophy going going second here? Like how much you you know you, you obviously want your guys to be loose. You know you want them to be like you know focused, but also you know loose, not tight. Do you watch a little bit of Notre Dame, Clemson? Are you guys back still game planning? Like what what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I mean my, my assistants will come down and 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 watch and try to get a handle on what those two teams are doing and and mm-hmm. do that real time because the the reality is there's almost no time between the games, right? We play. 8:30. That's assuming Notre Dame Clemson ends on time. Um, Big assumption. We'll play at eight, yeah, right. We'll we'll put. Uh, yeah, um, we'll play at uh, 8:30. Then, um, you know, we, we may not be done till 11, 12 o'clock at night. You know, with how those games can go sometimes. So yeah. there's zero turnaround time uh, to prepare for a two o'clock final on Sunday. So we we you know, we, we'll, we I don't over worry about you know. Um, Managing managing the group before I talk to the guys like three hours before, and then and then they, they do their own thing, and, and we'll get there early enough that uh, I'm sure there'll be some time that they want to pop through the tunnel and, and sit and watch a little bit. Um, then some guys can do that. Some other guys want, want nothing to do with it. They'll they'll stay in the locker room and and okay uh, and do that. But it's it's um, you know I think I think it is you know your point's an interesting one, which is I think the teams that are the loosest and having the most fun. Um, in that setting tend to be playing the best. And, and then we'll certainly be trying to make sure the guys are relaxed and, and uh, enjoying, enjoying the opportunity and not being too tense about it. But, you know, I think the nice thing about our group is, 
you know, we we're the of the of the four College Cup teams. We're the only group that's been there before with the with the current players, right? So there's no no experience for the the, the Clemson and, and the Notre Dame and, and Washington players for for this stage. Um, and uh, you know, so I think the teams that can sort of get their heads around the fact that it's it's a, it's a, it is a fun environment, it's a fun challenge, and something they should enjoy. Um, while the stakes are as high as they are, those teams tend to be the ones that find a way to through to the final and, 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 and win it in. Absolutely. That's exactly where you want to be. And I, I definitely like getting a little bit of a peek behind the Georgetown men's soccer curtain. Speaking of Georgetown men's soccer on Twitter, GU Hoyas M soccer. And you can also follow coach Weiss, Weiss underscore Brian. He's not exactly lighting up Twitter, but he does have good stuff. And I wanted to talk to you before we got <laughs> out of here, because I know that, you know, you've again, you guys are on a journey, a mission, and thank you so much for your time. But um, you, you you did tweet a pretty cool picture from Shaw Field of your seniors, the idea that they didn't really want to leave Shaw as players mm-hmm. for the last time. Can you just talk about, you know, like I said, you very you really pick your spots on Twitter. So, you know, you posted a picture, kind of a big deal, but just about these seniors and what they have gone through, right? Like they've been part of They've been part of, you know, of having a season that ended a national championship. They've been part of a season where are we even going to play? What's going to happen? Guys are leaving early because of the way the calendar worked with MLS. And what can you say about this particular group? Yeah, it is. There's four of them. There's, but, and then there's two fifth years. Chris Lay and Ethan Kohler okay. are, are a year older and, and um, taking their grad years uh, playing. But the, that, that group of four are, you know, those are those classmates, you know, Zach Riviere, Joe Deleuze. And, uh, Giannis Nicolaitis and, and Sean Zawaski is not a big class. It's a small group of guys. They're 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 painfully quiet personalities, right? They just they show up, they smile, and they 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 kind of get on with it. And um, but they're still but they're personalities, right? And and um, they're just they're, they're just this this wonderfully humble, quiet group that just are great soccer players and great role models for the younger guys and um. And it's just, it's been a surreal journey for them, right? I mean, uh, 2018 seems like decades ago, it, right, it with, with everything. Yeah. It really does. And that was their first year, and, and they navigated um, uh, a national championship in which they all played big roles in that, that, that sophomore year championship. And then they had the COVID, that COVID pause where we, we, we sort of had sat on our hands for, for a full year and change. And, uh, and then this sort of weird spring season to make up for that, and then and then the current season. So it's it's been this really funny, uh, unique experience that they've had. But um, but you know they they just they they love the program. They, I think they take a lot of pride in in what they've accomplished and the, their journey, and and they love the school. Um, you know, Sean Zawaski's a pro. He could have left after his sophomore year, his junior year, and he's now graduating in December. Uh, Giannis is graduating in December. Riviere is graduating in December. Duluth, they're all graduating in December from this place. So, so these these are four fantastic talents that have always wanted to play soccer as a career. Um, but you know, the fact that they're here and and getting their degrees before they do that, and the success they've had, and and the, and the culture they've really permeated through our program has just been, uh, you know, it, it, it's been so fun for me to watch them do that as a coach. But I think, you know, their journey together has been special. I mean, the four of them are sitting in the middle of, of Shaw Field after we've won. And, you know, the, the, the crowd sort of rushes the field and sort of bedlam and this. And then, you know, they kind of clear everybody out. And it's, it's kind of this weird, it's this little quiet 
and uh, they're just sitting there, right? And just I think soaking it in, recognizing, you know, maybe even reflecting on on these four wonderful years. I mean, they they have a Sweet 16, you know, in the in the their first year they win a national championship, they go to Elite Eight, and now they're you know they're they're in the College Cup again. It's just I had to tell them, you know, uh, like I sort of like guys, we got to meet as a team. You got to get off the field. We got to we got to keep going here. So, so stand up and here we go. We got to can't come in. We got to meet. But I did stop and I said, listen. You guys, under, you guys do realize it's not as easy as you think it is to do these things. <laughs> you know, it's like it's hard. It's hard to to to, to get the college cups and, and elite eights, and 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 they just they've just knocked them out like it's sort of kind of what you do, right? And and what a credit to them, right? What a special group. Yeah, no, I thought it was interesting that you got a really good picture that uh, Tony Quinn didn't, didn't seem to catch. So I want to just give you kudos to that. I've I've known Tony when I used to cover DC United. So yeah, pretty good job, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't. You're right. I don't. I don't. I don't post a lot of stuff because I'm always, I'm always afraid I'm going to push a button and it's going to. It's just. It's just. I don't know. I, <laughs> you're supposed to add stuff and hashtag things, and I, you know, I, I'm at that age where I get really nervous about technology. So, it, whenever I tweet something, you just have to recognize it as a great act of faith um, for me to to hit send or tweet or whatever I get to hit to get the thing out there. So I don't. I don't do it often, but there's a lot of things where I'm like, you know what, I, I need to share that. Um, you know, with 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 the, with the georgetown community and our our our, our fans and, and and alumni and and then you know you did mention how awesome it is to be a top seed because you get to play all the games at shaw how hopeful and excited are you for you know hoya blue students you know maybe even alumni getting down to carry to support you guys i i think it's going to be a pretty good crowd you know I, i've got a lot of alums saying they're making the trip down i i i think the the band the pet the pep band's coming down they've been awesome they're coming to a lot of our games this year it's been so fun having them around it um uh, i think there's two buses they're talking about students coming down and you know it's um it, it you know it, it makes me very proud to be a you know a part of the georgetown you know, athletics community when you when you get that kind of excitement um, around the school and around around our team right it just it, it makes you very proud and and uh, you know I just I love I love um, how how much the uh, community and our students and has really embraced this team right it's just it's just fun to see them uh, really feel part of part of our success so I you know it's it, it, last time we were down here we had an unbelievable crowd support group and you know, it, it, it gives you, it gives you, it gives you chills when, when it goes right and, and we can all celebrate together. And, you know, it's, uh, this is, this is, this, this is the fun stuff, right? This is what you, this is what you're, you're, you love being a part of a, a school and, and a team and a program that all sort of intertwines with the community and the students. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I've talked to some people that have crazy travel plans in trying to, or that are going to see you guys try and get back for Georgetown Syracuse. And if you guys win, try and get back down there. I am unable to pull something like that off maybe 10 years ago. Uh, definitely cannot do that myself, but I just want to let you know that there are some really intense Hoya fans out there that that is on their weekend schedule. And I wish them, <laughs> I wish them all of the best. That sounds like a lot to me. Well, for those, for those guys who can't make it down, it's on ESPNU. It saves a lot of, uh, yes. saves a lot of, uh, time and, and effort if you can't make it you can tune in and, and cheer us on for the screen it is well uh brian i just want to thank you so much for your time it's so great to talk to someone literally on the road to the college cup uh, it means a lot and i know that um these these podcasts with you have done really well the last i think this is your third time so obviously it's it's uh, worked out well that you keep coming back and i really hope that we have a 
a uh, a post uh, college cup uh, podcast where we were talking to the and this is not me jinxing I could do whatever I want the two time college cup winning coach Brian Weiss and the Georgetown Hoyas. Well, I'll, I'll hold you to that, Bobby. If it happens, I'll make sure I make I'll make you have one of those again. So I'll hold you to it. Absolutely. Again, it's at Brian underscore Weiss. You can follow him, although you're probably better off following the main Georgetown Hoyas account, GU Hoyas M Soccer, Georgetown, Washington, 830 ESPNU, Sunday at 2 o'clock, national championship game yet to be determined, but I think Georgetown's got a great chance. Again, thank you so much for your time, Brian. Thanks, Bobby. Always a treat.